Alright, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. We are now on our fourth episode. Hope you all saw this weekend's video. We were at Crystal Palace versus Southampton. If you haven't, go check it out. Actually, very enjoyable trip. We went all the way down to Croydon, Selhurst Park. Met some nice people on the train, as we always do. Jojo was antisocial, but I chatted away. <laughs> I was actually doing some uh, due diligence and research, trying to be a professional Cassius instead of, you know, chatting blokes off on the train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got to say, Southampton fans are very enjoyable to talk to, and they're very realistic about their ambitions. They understand that they're a selling club, which is, which is <laughs> oh. fine. But uh, no, they're actually very nice to talk to. And Crystal Palace fans, man, we love them. They are, they're so funny. They're passionate. They're they are passionate. passionate. It's a very family orientated club. Mm. Or even though it's uh, very rowdy, there's um, definitely a good group of individuals down at Selhurst Park. It's a great vibe around the stadium and a lovely place to be on a beautiful Saturday. Yeah, it's an old looking stadium. Like the entrances to get in are so small because it's such a historic stadium that people line up and it takes them like 35 minutes to get in because it's kind of like those old stands, you know, those turnstiles to get in. It's a bit like Craven Cottage actually in that sense, but really like family atmosphere. Um, and they, they love their team and they, they're loving their man Wilfred Zaha who we were, we were asking lots about him Yeah. and they some of them seem to think it's time for him to go and, and fulfil his ambitions of Champions League football yeah well some of them obviously want him to fulfil his potential play at the highest level um, do his thing out there but obviously yeah. there's a large large proportion of the fan base that want him to stay that he's an absolute hero to them he, he's a god as he's, that guy said he, he's, he, yeah like, man he called him a god and he was right man they literally pray get on their knees for Wilf Wilfred. and um, I mean if Wilf was contributing to Crystal Palace what he was doing for Chelsea I'll be right there in line <laughs> yeah. so you know I can't he's like Hazard for Crystal Palace definitely mate more I mean, he's like he's like a club legend probably mm. their best player of all time yeah I mean, it's a shame. I feel like his his failed move to Man United has haunted his whole career. No top four team has given him a shout. Since. Yeah, well, that's because he um he went and uh, dated Moisey's uh, Moisey's daughter. Is that actually didn't he? true? I, I don't know. know. I'm just starting the thought. Yeah, <laughs> cheeky link from uh, Wilfie getting the manager's Wilfie daughter with Moisey's daughter. <laughs> Do you know what? Have you seen what David Moisey's daughter looks like? I'm I'm just curious. Is no, I haven't. I bet she's a. Oh, no, though. Why, why, why don't you look look it up on your right, laptop she, as we're she, she as we're chatting? I'd be intrigued to see because right, right. Pep Guardiola's got a good-looking daughter. That because Delhi Ali Delhi, dated, yeah. Delhi DMs. What's up with all these you managers and their good-looking daughters? Well, yeah, they probably got beautiful wives, mate. It makes yeah, sense. That's true. All right, give me one second. Let's look, look up David up. David Moyes. That's not what I, how I thought we'd start this podcast. David Moyes' daughter. Had you know what? She's a cutie. She's a cutie. Hmm. She's a cutie, good for Wilf. And you know, as I searched up, there's so many photos of Wilf and her. Wilfie. <laughs> Not together, just like yeah. <laughs> plastered together, just on the same image. It's so Wilfred. Jokes. I feel like every Crystal Palace game, Wilfred's on the score sheet. Um, but I just don't know which top four clubs going to take him. Chelsea, they don't need him. Got too many attackers. City, obviously, definitely don't. Mm. And there's Arsenal, which probably last season would have taken him. But now they've got you know their re- own reinforcements. I'm thinking North London. 
You think in Tottenham? I'm thinking it's you think, red or white. You think he might go to Tottenham? I think it's red or white. Interesting, yeah, actually. I think it's red or white. I see him wanting to stay in London. He's yeah, really he's a London here. boy. He's a London boy. And I think that provides a great stage for him to the beat But didn't the they just buy Richarlison, who's kind of like the same player? Yeah, I mean, not. I wouldn't say the same player. I would say one's a wider player, one's more direct, more down the throat, and one likes to... Who's, who's the more direct one? Richarlison. Richarlison yeah. in terms of you know he's got his eye on goal and potentially Wilf likes to create a bit more likes to link play um, definitely okay. likes to dribble with players absolute yeah he's a good dribbler feet. oh god he's sexy on the ball <laughs> and uh, yeah it was it was nice he's just 30 years old though that's the one thing is it I mean they're getting him on on a free though that is the one thing that's massive, um, massive. so if they can afford to take on a 30 year old they're not going to pay salary for why him why not why not which is a he's bit of a perform. game changer he's, he's going to give you he's going to give you stats he's going to you know he's going to score you know he's going to assist he's going to be a threat at all times yeah. put him in the right position and he's got prem service. experience which... with better service you, not, you don't know what he can do hmm yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, top four club, Tottenham. Wow, they really are these days a top four club. Not anymore, mate. Not anymore. <laughs> See them in the Europa League. Marseille's currently yeah, winning right we, now. As we're doing this podcast, it is one all between oh, Tottenham God, and Marseille. I didn't see it. Totally um, equalised. And it's uh, it's a beefy fixture. It's a beefy fixture. We, we're we're paying full attention to the podcast though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's a big announcement today. Was well, apparently rumoured. Uh, announcement was that Danny Welbeck has made the provisional England team which kind of came out of nowhere and inspired us to play a game and yep. so we're going to start off with I've, I've asked Jojo to come up with three strikers mm-hmm. and I've given a list of five players I've given him Harry Kane Tammy Abraham mm-hmm. Rashford Wilson and Danny Welbeck because apparently Danny Welbeck's in contention here and for argument's sake they're all Strikers down don't the middle, Ivan. central. Don't forget Ivan now. And sorry, and Ivan Tony. Sorry, yeah. So that's actually six players. Yeah. Tony, sorry, how can I forget him? Yeah, he's balling. Best penalty taker in the world. Yeah, man. So that's six. Up, that's six strikers you got there, and probably one of them's obviously gonna be Harry Kane on the plane, and so two of them will be backup strikers essentially. Yeah. But I still think it could be an interesting task because I think everyone's gonna have different opinions on this. So, Jojo, if you were Gareth Southgate, which three strikers would you take between Kane, Abraham, Rashford, Wilson, Welbeck, and Ivan Tony? Well, if I was Gareth Southgate, I'd probably pick Welbeck and Abraham because I'm a moron. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. Sly dig there. Not to, get, not to get too much on Gareth because I think he's done an exceptional job. Although I do question... No, no, don't backtrack on your words. No, no, I do question his decisions in games. I think he's a little bit shaky and makes the wrong move. But... He's brought a cohesion to the squads and brought us to, you know, new territories, a World Cup semi-final and a Europe uh, uh, final, which is exceptional stuff. But on this question right now... Okay, yeah, your three strikers. Kane, obviously, in there. Shock horror. Exceptional season, captain, legend, you know, great player. Um, I'm thinking... Callum has to make it. Callum Wilson. I think Callum Wilson has to make it. He he's a good player, you know. He always scores. If he's he's in, always injured. If he's not injured, yeah. if he can continue his form for Newcastle. But he's fit right now, so we're going going like with the assumption that all these players are fit he's and healthy. He's fit right now on the weekend. Scored two, had two assists. Newcastle absolutely rocking the boat, just doing amazing bits up the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I think he has to make it. I think he's all a right. great player. So Wilson's your second man. You're taking to Qatar. Yeah, and I'm taking. Ivan Tony is my third striker. Yeah. So so basically Abraham, Rashford and Welbeck stay at home for you. 
Yeah, those three stay. Um, I think it's a bit harsh on Rashford. So you've gone Premier League basically over, I mean, Tammy Abraham, Syria. Yeah. Well, you know, I think they're the three best strikers in and out, number nines, yeah. who you want on the plane to Qatar, who okay. give you constant goal threat, who give you a lot of energy. And I think you know what you're getting out of these three strikers. I think Rashford is, you know, he's not that consistent. He sometimes has great games. I know Gareth is a big supporter of mm-hmm, Marcus, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's done great stuff on and off the pitch. But um, I, I'm looking at this list of six, and I'm picking Callum and Ivan and Harry. Um, okay. I think it's potentially yeah. a bit harsh on Rashford that he's not maybe including the midfielders squad. Um, <laughs> but, but he does play number nine from United, so he if has. he's going to play there, then so we've he's got to judge him. We've got to judge him on number we've nine. We've got to judge him on number nine. For me, the one thing that holds me back on Ivan Tony is the fact that he hasn't played for England yet. And it's a big thing to bring in a player this late to make the squad. So for me, I'm going to choose Kane, Abraham and Wilson. Tony's having a great season, but Wilson's just more experienced. He's done it for longer. Yeah. And then Tammy Abraham, Europa League. He's done done well at a higher level than Tony. Um... And just, I think Tammy Abraham's a great player. People are going to say I'm biased, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I just think Tammy Abraham's been in enough England camps and he understands his role. And obviously Wilson's more experienced, Kane's more experienced. I'm not saying Abraham's a future, but I just think for this tournament, it comes a little bit too early for, for Ivan Tony. And uh, yeah, Marcus Rashford for me, I'm, I'm with you. Too inconsistent. Also, you, with Rashford, it's like, what's your best position, mate? You know? Yeah. Left wing, right wing, central... Oh, you don't like to hold up the ball, but you play number nine. You know, what? <laughs> well, well, that's half the job, mate. Yeah, but Cass, let me ask you a question. You yeah. have one of these three in on goal, one-on-one. You're yeah. picking Tammy Abraham over Ivan Tony. Um, You're telling me t- Tammy Abraham's going to slot it away. <laughs> he's going to be Bambi on ice. He's going to choke. Tammy, he's going to trip if, over if himself. If you haven't seen this video, watch <laughs> England gonna... training. It's a drill. They're doing a shooting drill. Harry Kane goes first, and then Tammy Abraham goes second. I've never seen a bigger difference in level in my entire life than Harry Kane versus Tammy Abraham. There are moments when you question if Tammy Abraham, they've just put a stunt double in and Tammy's, I don't know, somewhere else. <laughs> Tammy's got qualities. Obviously, he's got qualities. He's but big in the air. I mean, but he like doesn't he be, act like it. He's yeah. so big, like physically, but he doesn't dominate the box. Ivan Tony, I think, is one-on-one better in the box, can win a, win a ball in the air better. I think he's way more clinical. I think his hold-up plays better. And just because he hasn't had the opportunities that Tammy's been afforded, playing in lower leagues, hasn't played in a top four club. Yeah. I don't think that should really get in your no, mind. No, listen, it's a fair point. It really is. It's a fair point. And we are going to continue this conversation with our England World Eleven. Yeah. So we are choosing our starting eleven. We've decided what. So Reese James obviously out injured. Yeah. We're, we're allowing Carl Walker because apparently he's going to be fit just in time. We're and allowing. so is Calvin Phillips. Yeah. If that was someone you were going to put in your squad, but no. From that, from that reaction, I don't think <laughs> it is. Definitely not. Um. Any anyone else that we need to mention that's out injured right now? Um. God. Who else have we got to mention? No. Those are the two no, big but names. But Obakai Osaka, we're, we're assuming he's fit. Yeah. There's he's new, tiny news, news came out of Arsenal today that he, he's picked up a knock, but he he's not too worrying. So uh, no, Bukai Osaka is in. Thank mm-hmm. goodness, because what mm-hmm. a player. All right, Jodas, I'll let you let you kick it off, mate. Why don't you start with your England eleven for Qatar? All right, guys, this is the team to bring it home. Bring it home. Bloody bring it home this time, boys. I'm going with a four, two, three, one. 
I think my back four are stable enough, mobile enough, strong enough to play in a four, not have to cover for Harry in a five. And I think we have enough quality in midfield to retain the ball and um, ability on the wings to um, cause some damage, create and feed the top man Harry up top. So in goal, it's actually quite a big decision, this one. No way. You haven't dropped Pickford, have you? I've gone for Aaron Ramsdale. What? I've gone for Aaron Ramsdale. Oh I think my he's God. I think he's been playing really well for Arsenal. I think he's been solid. I think oh, he's gonna bring in I think he's gonna bring in a bit more winning winning mentality in Jordan Pickford. I know Jordan plays well for England, but I just Have trust. you seen him are you serious? After the saves he made in the Europa in the Europa Euro, Euros, sorry, not Europa Yeah, League. I just I just don't really? I, I I see more of a mistake out of Pickford than I do Ramsdale. Okay. And I think All we right. should pick out of form. I really think form counts so much for performances at the World Cup. I know players have to play together and I think Gareth should take the opportunity with the Nations League to introduce more players to get them used to a different system instead of picking his favourites and, you know, going down this bloody um, Alice in Wonderland thing, which is so annoying. Okay, so so Ramsdale and goal. Ramsdale and goal. Okay, if uh, Reese James is fit, obviously I'll start on the right, but we've got Carl Walker. Not really a loss there. Loving him. Carl He's Walker, amazing. Solid great guy um, and he just had a deal with boohoo man so shout out Carl Walker yeah shout out <laughs> Carl was stunting about saw him um, today on a big post on the left London. yeah maybe a contentious decision for me again I've gone Ben Chilwell Chelsea I've gone Ben Chilwell maybe a yeah. Chelsea bias coming through but you know I don't I like Luke, Luke Shaw. Shaw offensively defensively potentially a, a lot to question on maybe you know Ben Chilwell has got similar worries attached to him but I just mm-hmm. like Ben a bit better. I think he's a bit more complete. I think he, he's a better decision maker. Okay. So I'm gone for Ben. All right. back for my starting two centre-backs. This is big here. This is huge. This is huge. Um, I've gone for John Stones. Yep. John Stones, you know, got a lot of England experience. He's a popular decision, I think. I think so. I think he's, you know, great on the ball. Um, pretty solid in, in, in the back. You know, I don't think any of our centre-backs are, you know, world-class and definitely starting... But John Stones in the England squad, I think he's okay. got to be the first centre back on okay. the team sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for my second choice at centre back, I'm picking Fikayo Tamori. Oh, of course you Fikayo are. So now Tamori. you're a real Chelsea bias yeah, well, now. You know he's an AC Milan player, yeah, so it's that's got true. nothing to do with. Were you it. not watching his performances against Chelsea in the Champions League? Sure, I think a lot of emotion got into that. He wanted to really put out a performance. I don't think it was a red card. I think it was at most a yellow and a pen. Um, I think what he's been doing in Serie A has been remarkable. Maldini has been, you know, raving about the guy, um, calling himself 2.0. And I think he deserves a place in this team. I think he should start. And I think he's the exact kind of physicality and monster at the back that we need. Okay. And, you know, he's not afraid to have people running at him. He can keep up with them. You know, other players, they get a bit scared. They might dangle a leg in there. Tomori can keep up with them. He can keep up with them. He can do his thing. Okay. And I think he's the perfect person to pair with John Stones at the back. All right, right. middle two players. I think this has got to be it. I think if anyone disagrees with me, I think the complete I know exactly what you're going to say It's got to be... Declan Rice, yeah. Jude Bellingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. two sitting in, box to box, complement each other. Obviously, Declan a bit more defensively, Bellingham a bit more box to box offensively. All right. In our three attacking midfielders, I already know this. Bill I... Foden, yeah. Cam. No. We are going right wing, Bukayo mm-hmm. Saka. Yep. And we are going left wing, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Solid, that one dangerous, coming. lethal. 
and I like the look at them. Fluid, creative, and supplying the number nine up top. Amazing how Bakaya Saka is now like an England yeah, shoe-in, basically. Superstar, He's done so well. Boy. He's the man. He's the man. Big love for Bakaya. Gone from left wing back to starting right wing, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I love him cutting in. I think he's uh, much more comfortable cutting in, feeding in Foden. I think they can, you know, be very fluid around each other. Um, and we're going for Harry Kane up top. Who, shock horror. Yeah, yeah, shock horror. Crazy decision by me. Harry Kane definitely starting. Cass, I'm Fair very enough. intrigued. I'm very Mate, intrigued you know what's yours. annoying is my team is slightly similar to yours mm. sure well, we've got, both got good man. taste you're a smart man yeah um but there's a couple things that are different okay. I'll, I'll i'll run through it quickly so sure. in goal i haven't been as i don't know delusional as you no, i'm joking oi, but oi. i've gone i've gone for pickford and jordan pickford i don't know if anybody saw the save on the weekend against fulham single-handedly saved them it was unreal willian had a shot on the turn and pickford it was like a reflex save tipped over the bar and uh, I mean, he t- you know tipped me over the bar and put. I mean, <laughs> I, I was like in in awe of this. I've always thought Jordan Pickford, for England's a great player, um, amazing at saving penalties. Really stepped up. I think he's cleaned up his mistakes. So then at right back, I've got Carl Walker, like yourself. Solid. I, I would like have it. if Reese James was fit. I would have paid a five and put Walker at, at right the back. Yeah. back. Yeah, but he's not. So. Carl Walker right back. Question on that quickly. Would yeah. you have considered Ben White in there? At, at, Ooh, if, if there was a back that's three actually a great shot. I hadn't even thought about Ben White. Who would you play at the left centre-back if it was a back five, just hypothetically? I would go Ben White, actually. Left-footed. Tyrone Mings used to be a shout there, but no, no way. I don't know. No, delusional people thinking no, that. Yeah, Ben not. White. God, he actually really gets forgotten about, doesn't he? Yeah. That's he should a have good made the Nations League squad. It was a terrible decision. Yeah, he's Harris. playing really well right back right Just now. Just like for, Chris Smalling. Hello. For, oh, God, not Chris Smalling. <laughs> so, listen. Walker at right back. Like yourself, I've gone Chilwell. Yes, Chelsea, left back. Yep. I've gone... my mid. This is and my two centre-backs. Okay, people, this is different. Okay, let's So, go. John Stones. Okay. All right. You know, George has already explained. He's but my other centre-back. I love this player. He's got leadership. Yep. He's been disrespected in the summer <laughs> Don't tell and me. he's changed clubs and he's doing bits at Everton and it's oh, my man no. Connor Cody. I absolutely love Connor Cody. He's like last ditch challenges. He's a leader. I don't hate it. Um, it's different. Don't, don't get me wrong, it. people. But he's been in World Cup squads before. I just love his attitude. I just think we need somebody at the back with a bit of experience. Mm. I know it's not that much international experience, but I just know Connor Cody's got it in him. And to be honest with you, I really consider putting Maguire in here and people are going to be like, why? Maguire for England is a beast at set pieces. It's true. Slab head. <laughs> he, so I, I wouldn't even be too mad if, if Maguire replaced Cody. It was a tough choice between those two. Tamori's a no for me, unlike you. I just think he you got exposed us, against Chelsea. You want us Chelsea. to get knocked out on this group stage, don't you? <laughs> you want us to lose against Iran. I think, I think Tamori got um, exposed. I think Mings is completely gone. He's lost all form. He wasn't even good enough in the first place. Ben White was a shout, thanks to you. That is actually a very good shout. No worries. Um, Tarkovsky was also, for me, a very good player. I'm loving my Everton God. duo at the moment. Mate, I think Tarkovsky is a better defender than Lewis Dunk, who makes the squad. Sure, yeah. So, Agreed. for me, you know, appreciate Tarkovsky. Yeah, All right. James. And then my midfield and attack is the same as yours, mate. I've got yeah. Rice and Bellingham at CDM. I've yeah. got Foden and more creative. Bukayo Saka right wing Kane down the middle and Sterling on the left Sterling's not been playing well recently but for England the one-two punch of Sterling and Kane is a bit like Kane and Son for Tottenham yeah exactly it works, it works. it's good it does 
Uh, and yeah, so that's that's our um, England kind of similar 11s. Sure, similar 11. Um, you know, great minds think alike. And yep. um, we appreciate that. What do you think are England's realistic hopes for the World Cup? Give us Honestly, your I, do, I think this England team's overhyped. There's, I mean, yeah. look, at, look at this defence. I, I don't even think it's that solid. Mm. Ben Chilwell hasn't played that much football. Yeah. Stones has always got a mistake in him. Yeah. Walker's semi-injured. Uh, Rice and Bellingham are great players. Bit then Foden, yeah, so a young squad. People it's forget. Shaky at the back. It's it not when you shaky. look at France and Spain and Argentina and you look at Brazil. Brazil. Mm. They've just got way more. Germany as well. Germany, yeah. I feel like solid. we haven't progressed that much since the Euros. Yeah. Like players have lost form. Like because players got big moves like Grealish, Calvin Phillips, and then got worse. They didn't get any game time. Sure. Yeah. Good shout from you. Good shout from you. Um. What do you Birch. think Gareth's going to play? You think he's going to play a back five? He's going to listen to us after this podcast. Yeah, mate, tap into CHGP and we're bringing it home. We're having a party for a year straight. Um, yeah. 2023 is going to be an absolute shit show for England because we're going to be sashing it, knocking off carnival all year long. Um, but yeah, we, I hope I hope we do us we do ourselves proud of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I have hope, but you know it's not strong. It's, it's fading. Not strong. The light is flickering in the distance. And our nation league form was just, you know, a bit of a nail in the coffin yeah. for aspirations for the World Cup. Mm. But you never know. It's a new what, tournament. What, what do you think of Madison potentially making the squad? Everyone's kind of banging on about Madison if you should make it. Yeah. Would, would, you, would, would you take Madison over, let's say, Jack Grealish? I would. Yeah, Grealish I, I, out, I, I Madison take, in. I'm take, actually with you on that. I would take Madison. I think Grealish Jack hasn't played enough. Madison does. Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because if you do it on purely stats, right? Mason Mount hasn't had a great season. He should go ahead of. Um... No, Mason Mount's going on the plane. But yeah. Foden, Foden's basically taking his place. Yeah, I mean, I-, I could see Mason Mount fitting into that top three if Sterling's not on great form and Mason comes into a, a good uh, run of form. I could see him switching with Foden to into Cam and him and Foden playing a bit wider. I think Phil's very mm. good in those positions. Is Sancho completely out for you? Yeah, he's yeah, not playing. Yeah, yeah. He's not okay. playing. He hasn't hit Just a good checking. run of form. I love Jaden. Don't get me wrong. Really? One of my favourite players to watch. I think he's a baller. I think he just plays purely on confidence. And watching him play now for United is really disheartening compared to his Dortmund days. Because the man's got flair. The man's a baller. And you want to see players you know, who are like that, that kind of mould, just express themselves. Yeah, he's completely lost all nah, confidence. He's he's playing so static, like he has no fluidity in his motion and it's, it's just a bit tough like Rashford as well. They're just short on confidence, these guys. Sure, I mean Rashford potentially is in a bit of a come up right yeah. now, playing number nine, you know, scored the winner against West Ham, he's doing a few bits, scored against Arsenal twice, which is, you know, great for him. But I, he's not the man to lead us and nor Sancho. The United boys have no right to be even looking into the squads the door's shut on them they're sitting on the bench all of them all of them mate all of them really I don't I don't think think Luke Shaw should play Luke Shaw's backup left back he he probably starts for most people he probably starts he probably starts I don't think he should but he probably does Um, I mean Harry Maguire if this guy you know you know he will start no please god no Southgate loves him no no (laughs) please no don't put Slabhead in the starting 11 it will crush me it will crush my hopes he's not putting Tamori in he doesn't play Tamori ever Southgate I know but come on Gareth what are we doing here don't play Slabhead man come on yeah (sighs) but it's going to be frustrating as much as it's going to be fun we're all buzzing for the World Cup um, you know, new format in the winter. It's exciting stuff. 
Um, and I guess we're all raring to go, aren't we, Cass? Yeah, we're raring to go. All right, lads, that was, uh, boys and girls, that was part one of today's episode. Lada we're going to bring you Eric Cantona's little theme tune, and we'll be back in a bit. Come All right, well, I hope you stuck around and are here for part two. This is where we're going to talk about which teams we think are going to go down. And we're going to talk about last weekend and this weekend's upcoming fixtures. Lots to talk about with last weekend, especially our beloved Chelsea getting thumped. Mm. And then big Mm. games this weekend, like Chelsea and Arsenal. But let's start with the bottom three. I think it's been long enough in the season now for us to do this. Yeah. Um, I'll kick things off with this one. So... I'm going to kind of reason... I'll tell you the teams and then I'll kind of reason why. Do you want so me to if, give you the bottom six? Just yeah, give us go. the bottom six right now so we can everyone knows. Yeah, so Nottingham Forest, rock bottom, nine points, uh, 13 games played. 19th is Wolves on 10 points, one more than Nottingham Forest. Uh, 18th is Leicester on 11 points, one more than Wolves. Shocking that. 13, 13 games played. Uh, Southampton... Also, one more point uh, <laughs> um, above the team below um, on 16th. And then it is Aston Villa with the same points, uh, 16th. And then Leeds with 12 points on 15th. And Bournemouth with 13 games played and 13 points. The only team in the bottom six that hasn't played 13 games is Leeds with 12. Ooh, and okay. on 12 points. So that's the bottom six. Yeah. Um, just to give you a bit more of an idea on the spacing and point differential and where everyone's lying at the moment. Over to you. It, it's always tight. Yeah, thank you for that, Jojo. That's actually really, really helpful. Um, it's amazing how tight it is in the Premier League. Small differences, but that's why we love it. So for me, Forest are going to go down. Uh, that's a pretty obvious one. That's why I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Uh, they've just signed too many players. Yeah. It hasn't gelled. Mm-hmm. And Steve Cooper's a great manager, but it's just, you know, you saw they beat Liverpool and then they'd crumble the weekend against Arsenal. Mm. Granted, Arsenal are a fantastic team at the moment. But for me, actually, the worst team, I think, in the Premier League right now is actually Wolves. And they're going to get even worse because they have no manager. And then you can just tell they've got no leader. Yeah. They, they've decided that they haven't found a head coach, so what they're going to do is just let their assistant coach basically coach them till the end of the year. So no no discipline. It's Portugal FC. Half the players like Ruben Neves want to go play for Barcelona. They don't want to <laughs> play for the shirt. You've got granddads like Juan Martino in midfield yeah. still. Troy's told them how uh, good of a time it yeah. is in, in, in Barcelona. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Adama Troy's come back on loan, so clearly he doesn't want to play for Wolves, but does now, all of a sudden. I mean, I think people have forgotten he even plays in Premier League. Then you've got granddaddy Costa up top, who headbutts people now again. So Wolves are in an absolute disarray. They also lost Connor Cody, their captain, over the summer. And as you guys all know, I love Connor Cody, so that really annoyed me. Yeah. Um, they're, they're terrible right now. Um, so I think Wolves are going to be 20th this season bottom bottom, bottom. yeah bottom Wolves are, Wolves are going to be bottom this season below Forest yeah Wol- Wolves are going to finish oh below Forest that's a, that's a fucking bold call and 19th is going to be uh, Forest as I said yeah and the other team I think get it relegated yes they're playing better mm-hmm. but 
these things matter, right? The size of their stadium is too small. When it comes, <laughs> when it comes down to the big games, when it comes down to the big games, you, you, you need atmosphere, right? <laughs> right? You need, you know, to scare the opposition away. And Bournemouth, I'm sorry, Bournemouth and that tiny ass stadium they got down oh. south, they're going down. They've had a little, you know, uplifting form, but teams like Leicester are going to just turn the screws a little bit. Yeah. And then Southampton, they've got Hassan Hootel. They're not going to go down. Um, what other teams am I missing here? That's kind of in the uh, next year. Villa, Villa you're Unai, yeah. yeah um, Villa have got Unai Emery, so they've actually got a proper manager because mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard's left. Okay. So all the other teams, I can just see them going upwards. And Bournemouth, they're going to just lose momentum. And with that little stadium of theirs, they're going to lose hope. Vitality's not it. Yeah, they're, they're just... It's, it's just Dominic Solanke is not keeping up Bournemouth you know what I mean that, that's just for <laughs> me Kiefer Moore he's coming to form Kiefer Moore yeah that's true he's got a good double the yeah, Welsh wonder boy yeah but Bournemouth yeah no you and the little stadium of yours back <laughs> to the championship my friends so Forest Wolves and Bournemouth for me but Bournemouth will, will go down yeah. in the 18th so they'll really? yeah Southern Club going south yeah yeah well, well said well said over to you my friend Listen, you know, I've got to disagree with you on a serious amount of points. Okay. I think that Wolves are going to be in a fight. I don't okay. think it's going to be easy for them. I think they have enough quality to get the situation they're in, even if they don't hire um, a manager to come in. I think they're going to get it together. I thought um, their performance on the weekend wasn't amazing, but could inspire a little bit of hope. I thought the comeback was on. Unfortunately, it didn't come off. But I don't see Wolves getting into the relegation zone by the Wait, time their weekend's performance as in what the 1-1 against Brentford yes I think Brentford okay. are a decent side they're yeah. away from home you know not but last season Wolves to. would have been dispatching Brentford no I don't know I think you know Brentford and Wolves are kind of teams in a similar position where they've got talented players um, their system isn't as consistent as um, other teams so they're really just trying to figure it out my definite go down team like you, Cass, is mm-hmm. Forest, but they're going to be rock, rock bottom. Okay. They're not even going to be, they're not going to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> they're going to be grasping darkness. Okay. And they're not going to see anything and they're long gone. The system doesn't work. You can't bring in 23 players in the off season and expect to have any sort of form coming into the new season. Ridiculous, terrible, outrageous. I don't like it. My next team to go down above them, I think it will be Leeds United. Mm. I don't see Leeds United um, having really enough in the bank to get them out of uh, the trouble they're in at the moment. I think they scraped a win at Liverpool um, and they were gifted the opening goal. Um, and potentially, I thought it was quite a lucky winner. It popped around the box. It was a little, you know, toe poke into the bottom corner. You know, good for them. Somerville, young lad, you know, scoring, um, coming off the bench at Anfield. What dreams are made of. Amazing stuff. But I don't see it working. I don't really see them having a good game management style of football that can get them results. I think they play a very risky style of football in which over 38 games will prove them to be, you know, just not reasonable. I just don't know if they have a defensive core in which they can rely on when they get penned back. And I just don't see them having enough in attack with Patrick Bamford, you know, not really firing that well. I think Jack Harrison, Rafinha, Rafinha, who was the guy who kept them up last day of the season, not here anymore, balling out the new camp. You know, Jack Harrison, decent player, but he's not the guy. He's not going to be able to, like, lift you on his shoulders and pull you out of that situation. But you're forgetting that Leeds have made some really good signings, like Tyler Adams. Sure. They've got that. No, he's really... Okay, well... 
Top, well, let's let's go. Tyler Adams. They've got Brendan Aronson, mm. who's been very good for them. Nice yeah, but they're all young spot. guys. They're all young guys, untested in the Premier League. They all have no experience of what the pressure's like coming the back end of the season. But they're playing well. They've adapted already to the league. I, have they though? Have they? They've twelve Tyler, points. Tyler Adams was man of the match against Liverpool. Okay, yeah, he had a good performance. Brendan Aronson. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, my friend. Um, he's got some pace on him He's got wheels He's, but like, he's been impressive yeah, but I don't know He's the road runner I don't know if he's got I, The one thing I'll agree with, I will agree with what you said In terms of defence Yes When I think of Leeds Who comes to mind That's a good defender No one No one right Literally no one And I always think With their goalkeeper Island Melier That he's dodgy Whenever mm, he's yeah. always Flapping at balls He's like a Kepa He's yeah. like a Kepa I think Kepa put him In the situation That Melier's put him He does exactly the same thing Yeah, I think right. he looks good With the ball He can distribute well But definitely has a mistake In him Very technical player But you know Maybe he doesn't have The size and physicality That you need as a keeper In the Premier League yeah, You're gonna get Hit bullied. the gym Melier That's what Jojo's telling yeah, you Yeah definitely friend. hit the gym mate. Bulk up Because listen You're going to get bodied In the box when a ball comes in And two six foot three monsters Are yeah. coming to win a ball Against you I don't care if you're Putting your arms up Your body Your lower body Is getting swashed Left and right And rest are not calling fouls on keeper as much as they used to and I appreciate that as a number nine because a lot of bullshit calls are given to keepers ah, number nine I hope all our podcast <laughs> listeners know that Jojo is a number nine absolute clinical finisher he could have gone pro of course definitely obviously and my third team I agree with you on this one is Bournemouth I think Bournemouth are not going to have enough quality to keep them up. I think it's going to be a fight. What's your reasoning? Is small stadium as well? Or what yeah, are you thinking? I don't, I, I don't know if it's small stadium. I think teams coming up from the championship just generally have a hard time staying in the league. I know they're picking up a few good results here and there. But listen, they're only two points away from the relegation zone, 13 points, 13 games played. And you're telling me that's good run of form. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's very tight at the bottom, very tight at the bottom. It's going to be really entertaining to see what develops throughout the rest of the season. But me, it's Nottingham Forest, Leeds, Bournemouth. They're going down. See you later. I might put my house on it. I'm going to put a bet on this weekend. Put a bet on this one, yeah. Yeah. How much? What do you think it, is going to be the most unlikely bet? Well, where Bournemouth are? No, I think the most unlikely bet to go down would probably be Wolves. Yeah, yeah big Wolves. team like that. It'll be interesting to see if, if they actually do go down Wolves. Yeah. What I, will happen to and their I think squad? The other team in which is in a little bit of trouble is Southampton. Yeah. I, I agree. They, the they lost a lot of players. Lost a lot of players. It's just you have such a young squad. And you're not, I mean, if it but doesn't But they've got click, Ralph Hasenhut, although he, I really trust that guy. Yeah. He's a good manager. So do I. That's why I don't think they're going to be going down. But they'll down. be close. I, I agree. They're always close. It's going to come down to the last few games of the season. And, and I Leicester think, need to be careful. They need to stop picking up points soon. They I'm, do. Not, listen, but Leicester aren't going to go down. They've got no. fantastic players. No, I don't think they're going to go down. Um, and I think you can see, I mean, from that goal difference, I mean, Nottingham Forest minus 20, Wolves minus 13. Leicester minus four, Southampton minus nine, Villa minus nine, Leeds actually minus four, and okay. Bournemouth minus 16. Yeah, so yeah, Bournemouth, yeah. So, you know, you're looking at those, um, you know, goals to conceding goals ratios, and it's not looking very good for Nottingham Forest, Wolves, or Bournemouth. It those isn't. are the teams on conceding goals who look like the most likely to go down. Um, and my statement about Leeds being defensively bit unsolid is not really that true when you see how many goals they've conceded but watching them from open play it doesn't look that convincing it doesn't look pretty no. what's well, funny actually because we've mentioned those teams and Leeds and Bournemouth are actually playing each other on Saturday so Here that'll be go. actually be a, an interesting one uh, yeah. a relegation battle fight already yeah uh, it's at Leeds as well so Leeds will be home oh, it's not at the library down south no it's not at the little little shack no, of the stadium the that Bournemouth store. have no okay um 
But I think that brings us on nicely um, onto this weekend's fixtures. Yeah. Um, so we've got Leeds, Bournemouth, as I mentioned earlier, Man City, Fulham, Forest, Brentford, Wolves, Brighton, and Everton, Leicester. I wouldn't say those are the biggest games of the weekend. I think sure. the ga- the big games are on Sunday. Super Sunday. Yeah, but Saturday. Yeah, why don't we why don't we run through these? Sure. Um, and and discuss. So Leeds Bournemouth. That's mm-hmm. obviously a relegation battle right there. Yeah. Both teams, I guess, are struggling to keep out goals and score goals. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend that. You know, if, if you had a Saturday afternoon and you had all those choices, that wouldn't be the first one I go to. You never know. Yeah, you never, never know. know. You never know. Um, what are your thoughts now? Any predictions you can give us? Um, God, I don't even know. I don't know. I think that Bournemouth are going to lose this match. I okay. think Leeds have come off a very inspiring victory at Anfield. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think it was essentially maybe completely deserved. Um, but I think them at Ellen Road, <clears throat> 12th man, one of the best 12th men in the league. Um, Leeds fans, absolutely legendary in how much they support their club and how loud they are in the stadium. But uh, I've seen them winning this game. I think it's going to be a cheeky 2-1. So, yeah, they're going to keep the momentum going. Yeah. Right, and then we move on to Man City-Fulham. Yeah. Um, Fulham have been playing well recently um, and obviously serve Man City. Uh, Haaland is going to be fit for this one. So uh, Fulham are probably, you know, hearing that news, were very, very depressed about yeah, that. scary probably scenes. Probably praying that yeah. Haaland wasn't going yeah. to be fit. Before Halloween season was over. I know. I, I think that that news, Haaland um, being back, just makes Manchester City's chances increase dramatically. Yeah. And I think it'll be quite a comfortable 3 0 for, for Man City against Fulham. And yeah. they're playing at home as well, which always helps. I can see Mitro bundling one in with, can you? Uh, like with a, a deflected goal yeah. or something. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's going to be comfortable. It's going to be comfortable. City. Yeah. City, City come out victors in this one. And then we've got Nottingham Forest, Brentford. Now, this is actually going to be an interesting game because Forest. This is the kind of game that they need to be picking up points if they're going to move up up the table. Brentford have obviously got in form Ivan Toney. Mm-hmm. And Forrest, listen, I know they got battered against Arsenal, but that, that Liverpool victory, will be, that'll give them confidence. Yeah, should do. You know, at home, they've had um, t- their only two wins of the season. So they've got to look... Um, to make their home a fortress and compared to the other results it kind of has been um, I don't see them coming out with a win potentially here I think you know maybe it's a draw but I think Brentford's you know not a great two results back to back lost to Newcastle 4-1 drew to Wolves 1-1 yeah. I think they're looking for a result here really uh, I think Thomas Frank's gonna get the troops ready to put in a good performance for me I think Forrest are actually gonna win this 2-1 the big thing for me with Forrest is when they play at home they've got that that huge atmosphere yeah they do that really helped against Liverpool it when did. they played Arsenal as away yeah so without having that that noise Factor, I think the boys get a bit um, kind of shaken out there on the pitch. Mm-hmm. But I think Forrest is a perfect time to play Brentford. I can see them actually winning 2-1, and I really hope they do. Um, anyway, Wolves versus Brighton. Brighton on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. That'll, I, I listen, after battering Chelsea 4-1, yeah. Brighton against Wolves, that is going to be, I think Brighton will be licking their... Licking their lips. Mm-hmm. About a chomp Brian. Yeah, I think that's going to be a nice Brighton victory, that one. Another okay. three points. What do you think? You know I'm on the Wolves train. I've been <laughs> saying it. I thought they were going to win last weekend. Didn't quite work out for me. 
Brighton, you know, obviously in good form. I mean, to be honest, they needed a win. It was the first, the new manager's first win um, upon his arrival. How, what's their manager called again? Literally, no clue. Literally <laughs> I was going to no ask clue. you, he's got, he's got a very difficult name to pronounce. Extremely difficult name to pronounce. Yeah. Let me get his bloody name up. God if anyone knows how to say the Wolves manager's name properly, uh, please comment and tag us in any video. Deserbi, Deserbi, Roberto Deserbi. Oh, Roberto Deserbi. Oh, Roberto Deserbi, okay, beautiful. Um... I think I think it's a draw. I think at, at Wolves, okay. I think Wolves aren't going to get the win. I think they they need a result. Costa's banned for this game, by the way. Yeah, off that red card. Probably beneficial for him. Wu Cheng can come in do some business for yeah. him. But um, yeah, I think Wolves defensively is still it's still pretty solid. Still pretty solid. Yeah, I, I like their defense. I like their midfield. Um, I just think they're having a hard time figuring out how they're gonna how they're gonna play to get a result. Because and how they're gonna get goals? Because Jimenez yeah. is injured again. I think just, right? just been set Ruben Neves outside the box, and the man will whip in. Yeah, top ins, all right? always, just always keep good beating the man outside the box. Put it up for a volley. It doesn't matter on the floor, off the floor. The boy will spank it, and it will go goal bound. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. Last fixture of Saturday. It's actually the biggest and the best. It is Everton versus Leicester. Mm-hmm. Listen, Leicester, the Foxes, I think this is the kind of game where they're finally going to get some three points, although I have been saying that for a while, <laughs> uh, but I really hope they do. And I think You Leic- love Brendan, huh? You're I a big do, Brendan fan. I do like fan. Brendan, but I also like Tielemans, Madison, you know. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good club, Leicester, and I hope they do beat Everton. Let's hope they pull it off. I think they will. I think it actually might be quite a nice 2-1 victory for Leicester. What do you think? I think it's another draw. I think it's another draw. But you're boring. Yeah, I'm boring, but I'm calling it. And I think Everton, uh, decent form, you know, at, yeah, at Goodison, I think they'll get off to a decent start. Uh, I like to see Dominic back. You know, it's always good to see. I think. He's, yeah, how he's funny a, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He isn't really in the England picture anymore. We no, completely forgot about him. Yeah, I completely forgot about him. It wasn't in our uh, consideration for... Uh, three strikers going to Qatar at all. I mean, he's just come back from injury. He's only played what, two, three games a season. Um, back. Yeah, I'd be shocked if he makes that. Yeah, I mean, if he scores hat-trick after hat-trick, then we've got to consider him. But um, at this moment in time, it's it's not quite enough. Um, I see a draw happening here. I don't think either team are, are going to be that spectacular. I think you can rely on certain people from both teams to contribute. James Madison getting an assist. Uh, or score and Everton you know I don't really know to be honest potentially a Wobie threading something they've been playing some nice football they've been playing some nice football Everton mm-hmm. but they really haven't had um, the clinical edge in which they need to win yeah Alex Wobie being a, a good player for them this season alright Sunday this is the blockbuster this is the game we're actually going to be filming out this weekend yep. it's obviously Chelsea versus Arsenal at Huge. midday Huge early game early fixture huge this is a huge game for Chelsea mm-hmm. for both Arsenal sides. have just been killing teams yeah and Chelsea have been a bit disappointing recently that 4-1 against Brighton yeah um, this is going to be the biggest test of Chelsea's season biggest test of Graham Potter yeah I think um, well, what we can't do is play bloody Pulisic and Raheem Sterling. He can't. He can't do it. Well, if, well, if he plays Kukurea again, I know. I don't mind Kuku. You don't mind. No, Kuku. no, no. Kukurea. This man, he he's worse than Ben Chilwell. <laughs> you, why? Why? And he's also tiny. Well, you can't play him at centre back. He can't mm. win any headers. Yeah, that is is a bit of an issue. With that. The Chelsea's back line for well, me Koulibaly's is the biggest back. issue. Koulibaly's back, so that's good. Koulibaly, please. Yeah, I he's need fit. you. He's in training. Oh, Kalidou, come back. He's back. He's going to feature t- uh, tomorrow night on uh, the Champions League game. Yeah, uh, but this is Dynamo. not a good back line, though. You know, Trevor Chalaba. 
Thiago. Uh, Thiago Silva. Cooley. And Koulibaly. Doesn't... He's going to play right back. It doesn't fill you with confidence, he's does gonna, it? He's going to play right back. Mate, oh. Rub- if it's Ruben... Yeah, I I would prefer Azpilicueta than Loftus-Cheek. But then you've got to play Jorginho and Kovacic in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'd rather have Ruben in midfield. Really? Than who? Jorginho. Why? Just because I think he like brings a bit more physicality. Um, not susceptible, not as susceptible to a mistake. I think he's better defensively. Like can get the ball back. He's a big body in there. I think he plays well with the ball. Okay. Can do kind of similar things that Jorginho does. And I think Arsenal are very mobile. And if we're getting, you caught, think you think Jorginho is going to get overrun? Yeah, he's going to get overrun. He always does, especially with Arsenal. who are flying. You know, they're flying in the field. They're so fluid. He's not going to know where to. Yeah, but maybe Jorginho can be the guy to slow down the pace. I don't know. Potentially, if we're winning, bring him on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For the winning, bring it on. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, but that, yeah, this game's huge for Chelsea. I just don't want to see Pulisic anywhere near that starting eleven. Don't want to see Hakim Ziyech even on the bench. No, I, I don't want to see Kai Havertz starting either. Really? So who are you playing up top? You're playing Aubameyang. It's a bangs or broha. I, I think Aubameyang, former club Arsenal, has got to love start. Love that. I would. Over. You know what you should do? You should put a bet on Oba. I am Oba's going boy. to. That was. I it's think, coming I think up. We've come up with a bet <laughs> it's here. It's coming up. It's coming it's up. It's coming up. Yeah, Obama Yang against the former team. Yeah, it's happening. Can I be honest with you though? Yeah, you're not. I don't, I don't think Chelsea are winning this game. No. The we we're struggling. It's, yeah. It's a real struggle. Arsenal are on a. I can't. Their team is so good. You just wherever you look, I'm like, oh god. The only saving grace is that Bakaya Saka's injured. Thank goodness. That's big for us. Big That's for us. That's huge. Because uh, then they have to play... Who are they play oh, on the right? I'm trying to be so bloody objective right now. And I, I want to be like, oh, it's going to be a draw. Or, you know, Chelsea are going to win. No, I think, oh, sorry, I think Arsenal, Arsenal are going to win. But I have such a feeling. I just have a little feeling coming out of nowhere. A little bit of intuition that Chelsea, the boys in blue, are going to pull something out the hat. Pull something out the hat. I'm calling it Chelsea winning at the bridge. Okay, love that. Fair enough. All right, Aston Villa, Man U. Mm-hmm. Unai Emery's finally in charge. He is indeed. He's taking on United. Good evening. At home. Yeah. And this is where he's going to make his first three points. Oh, really? Come on, Unai. Please <laughs> do us a favour and beat United. No, I, I just know it's going to happen. Really? Yeah, yeah. they got their, their pants pulled down last weekend, Villa. Mm. By uh, well, this thing was Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. they're going to come back and bounce back against United. I, I, so. I can sense it. Mm. There's a little sense in me. United always, there's always a little, you know, shock defeat on the cards for United. And I think it's going to hit against Aston Villa. Mm. What do you think? I think I think they're going to put in a good performance. I think it's going to be a draw. Okay, but well, you're loving draws today, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, the Premier League a lot of draws. I think United against West Ham weren't convincing. They relied on De Gea. De Gea to be um, spectacular. He was yeah. e- exceptional. Yeah. And another conversation we should have is how he didn't make the Spain 55 That's shocker. squad. Um, yeah. Go on, Kepa, make it in front of him. Oh my um, God. And there's Robert Sanchez of Brighton making it in front and, of uh, uh, David De Gea as well. And David Raya from Brentford. That is the most ludicrous decision. I mean, do they not watch football? How, how do you choose? I think they're just trying to get the new garden. They're trying to kick mm. out the old bull. They want the young calf. Germany did that and quickly realised that they... Big mistake. Yeah, just a little uh, mention. If you know that reference, tell me what film it's from in the comments. What was um, the reference again? I've had the old bull, but now I want the young cow. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. If you know, you know. Um, so, yeah, we, we've uh, predicted that one. Moving on, West Ham, Crystal Palace. The Irons at home. Cassius, what are you thinking? Listen, we love Crystal Palace after going there last weekend. We do, we do. We really do. Yep. Um, they did well to pick up three points, but West Ham, for me, it's... Um, 
It's at home. I think they just West Ham haven't got into their stride just yet, but I think it, it's brewing, and I think things will will click into place on Sunday. Um, and I think West Ham are gonna are gonna beat Crystal Palace. I think it's actually going to be quite a comfortable victory for them. I think they can see them winning three one. Um, and finally, I think Skamaka and Antonio, either one of those will be will be on the score sheet. I just whenever I think of Crystal Palace against uh, those defenders, just feel like they get bullied a bit sometimes. And they've got a big target man to deal with. Mm. Um, Gehi and Anderson. Yeah, and listen, I know Crystal Palace beat Southampton one 0 the weekend, but Che Adam had chances. Yeah, he had a few. It wasn't a convincing victory, you know. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, so West Ham, Crystal Palace. Uh, yeah. I think that Crystal Palace are going to come out really for win here. Yeah. After just telling me that they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm telling you. No, I think, fair enough. I think. Um, Let me guess. Wilfred Zaha, your man, yeah, he's going to score. Wolf's the guy. Now, Wolf's this the has guy. been a kind of game where Wilfred Zaha is going to have a strop and be ineffective. You think so? Yeah, he always loves a strop. I actually want to change that and go for a draw. No, oh my god, yeah, right, too, we're going late. For too late. Draw. We've got to move on. We're We've got to move draw. on. All right, <laughs> Tottenham. Liverpool blockbuster, yeah. Blockbuster. Two teams who are actually, I mean, they're just both not playing well. No, no. I know not. that that Tottenham have just got through to the Champions League final or to the Champions League, Champions League group, but yeah. that was by luck. <laughs> um, you know, God, hate Tottenham. If you didn't know, I do. Um, but I also hate Liverpool. So, um, so both teams I hate. <laughs> Which one do you hate more? Come on. I hate Tottenham more. I really despise Tottenham. There we go. Even though they, I shouldn't hate them because they haven't won anything. Everywhere they go. Um, but they just annoy me. <laughs> they really do. They're Tottenham fans. And they've got all, our old manager, Conte. Uh, just hate them. <laughs> and Liverpool, you know. All right, so what are you thinking? Get your guru hat on. This look game, into the future. This game is so boring. Both pick teams, out a result. Listen, okay, Liverpool are going to win this game. Yeah. I, they're they're going to win, I know, yeah. because they, they for some reason now they beat good teams and lose to bad teams. That's the one. But it's just... God, it's just confusing Liverpool right now. Like they go and beat Man City, and then they go lose to Forest. It's like, how? Yeah. What's going on? And then lose on? to Leeds. And then lose to Leeds. It's... But wait a minute, they beat Napoli. Yeah, <laughs> like and then Napoli's a team that's been killing the yeah, Serie A. I don't think they've lost in the Serie A, and they haven't lost in the Champions. You know, what I think that. it could be it's like a motivation thing with the players now. I think so. I it's like, so. oh, I only want to play the big teams. Well, like, I just Mo think, Salah, do you really care about... I think it's just that you come into it thinking you're going to roll over a team and another team, the team, the opposition team, obviously comes in with a lot of energy. Yeah, it annoys you. And what annoys you, it's just like, you're just like, oh, why isn't this happening so yeah. easily? And they don't start out with the right intensity and the way you start out games, sometimes you can't, you know, they've been conceding first. Like, I think every, nearly every game this season, they concede first. Liverpool. So they start on the back foot, they concede first, so they're ready, like, you know goal behind and they don't they have to pick up the intensity from a losing position yeah. so you start to have doubt you start to creep in you obviously have a lot of quality but you're leaving it too late sometimes and they're not putting away teams when they can and it's just a little bit of a struggle but I do agree with you that I think Liverpool do you think it's like the Marne, losing Mane is that, that is kind of the reason for that well or... yeah well, they used to rely on Sadio or Mo and then one of them would pop up wouldn't they and Bobby would come in with, a, with an assist and they would win games but they just don't have enough clinical edge to win games now um, and potentially it's it's uh, Mane not being there. Potentially it's Nunes missing a yeah. boatload of chances. I quite like Nunes though. I like how I know he he's got passion in him. You know he's like a bit of a hothead. I like it. Yeah, you, I do. You like, can we see love him. He's quite like we love a hothead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
All right, Not so you think uh, Liverpool win? You think Liverpool win? They, like, yeah. they like playing. Uh, oh, it's not three point lane anymore. I don't even know what this name is. Well, at least we. So Jojo and I agreed on that one. Liverpool are going to beat Tottenham. And we forgot one fixture. I think it was Southampton Newcastle. Is is another fixture? Oh, how could we forget that one? Yeah, huge fixture. No huge disrespect to Saints and <laughs> huge fixture. Um, I I think uh, actually Southampton are going to um win this game. Yeah, as crazy as that sounds. Um, wow. Just, Southampton um, always kind of pull off these results. They're the, they're the team that like a team will be on an unbeaten run and they'll face Southampton and they'll just lose. Yeah, they're that team. They did do that. And uh, Newcastle are on that kind of run right now. And I think Hassan Hutel's that guy to stop that run. Mm. Um, mm. And it's at St Mary's as well. You know what I'm predicting, Cass? Can what you are you guess? predicting? A draw. It's a draw. A it's draw. a draw at St You're Mary's. Draw it's mood. a draw. It's a draw. It's a draw. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this weekend's predictions. We're going to finish off with, of course, JoJo's sports book, which he's got ready for you. Hello. So stay tuned for our last part. Thank in you. A bit, in a bit. Welcome back. This is the fourth edition of the beautiful, the best, we love it, Posh Prick Picks. We are excited to return this week to another edition of JoJo's Sportsbook. And listen, last week wasn't our best showing. Only one out of four hitting. We had a few close shaves. Um, one out of wall- four hitting. One out of four, you know, not amazing. Not I'll go for ballsy bets though. You know, we're not going for you know shoe ins where it's definitely going to happen. We're making pennies on the pound. We're only buying you know a meal deal. We're going and we're getting pints and we're getting frisky so it's with just, a roast. It's just winnings for pints, basically. We're winning for pints, sponsored by beer this Sunday after we win a little bit more money. Love it. All right. So this week, huge game on Sunday. Uh, probably the second biggest fixture of the weekend Tottenham at home to Liverpool Liverpool what's the biggest fixture of the weekend uh, you know it's Chelsea Arsenal there we go come on huge game at the bridge Tottenham Liverpool um, at Spurs North London Liverpool obviously in a rocky patch uh, domestic league form back to back defeats to Nottingham Forest and Leeds I think they need a result here um, away at Spurs they love playing at Spurs not three point lane anymore but we'll figure out a new name for that Tottenham ground once they start losing games at home regularly um, 6-5 to five, stake 1 220 returns Liverpool to win join me on that one second bet of the weekend it is Wolves Brighton and earlier on in the programme I was talking about a lot of draws so we're going to continue with that and put a draw into our Aka bet. So it is Wolves Brighton to draw 23 to 10. Stake one, 330 returns. I see this being a low scoring game, maybe a nil nil, 1 1. I think a draw is a good shout. Join me on that one. Brentford Nottingham Forest at Nottingham Forest. I think that Brentford are going to come away with a win here. I think they've had two disappointing back-to-back results. You know, Newcastle slapped them up. Mm-hmm. They drew against uh, Wolves, which isn't ideal for them. I think they have too much quality for Nottingham Forest. I know Cassius believes that the 12th man of, of Forest <laughs> will be big for them. Yeah. And it is. It's a big, it's a big factor. But not big fans, enough. But not big enough. 
because Brentford are bigger, better, deadlier, and I think Ivan Tony is going to perform for so the boys. So you put Ivan Tony on the score sheet? We did not. We put straight up Brentford bet. I want to get to at least three to four to get us back to. Yeah, 50%. get the confidence back from get the, the people. Get the confidence back. Get the juju one out of back. Four. You know that wasn't great, but you know we're gambling and we're going for gold. We don't go for silver. We go for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and we're thinking about Nirvana. All right. Third bet of the weekend, and potentially the sauciest bet. Sorry, fourth bet of the weekend. Sauciest bet of the series. Chelsea, Arsenal. What's mm. going to happen here, Cassius? What it. can you see happening? Obama blood Obama what? <laughs> Obama scoring at the bridge and Chelsea to win against Arsenal. No one is believing in the boys in blue. Battered in the South Coast against Graham Potter's former team. We're back at the bridge. And we need a result here. We need a result. I know recent performances at the bridge against Arsenal haven't been convincing. I think we lost two of the last four, maybe three of the last four, with Bakayo Saka and Martinelli absolutely running the show. And then Ketia. We'll also remember that. God, no, don't even. So, what are the odds on that bet of yours for the Chelsea one? You know, honestly, I still think that, you know, these men are on to me because the Sky bet are only giving me four to one. Stake one, potential returns five. I think that's going to be. A great bet. Yeah, that's I, not a money maker, that one, is it? It's a little bit of a money maker. You're making four times the money you put in, and <laughs> that's you know true. that's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I can just see a fairy tale story of Yang playing against his former side, scoring. I hope he does the flip on them and a little grin, you know, just to rub it into the Arsenal fans. And or celebrates in front of Michael Arteta. That'd be oh, brilliant. That would be great. That would be great if he just stood right in front of Michael Arteta and just eyed him down. I would love to see it. I think it's gonna happen. So join me for that. We're going to have so much fun this weekend. The total accumulator, four-way accumulator, 89.75 to 1. I put two pounds on that. And if we win, it's 181.50 coming back into my purse. So 181 pounds to win. Mm-hmm. And that's a on a two-pound bet. bet. And on the other ones, you know, same as usual, we put one pound on any of them so that if most of them hit, we get our money back and a little bit more so we stay green in the machine. Are we, are the balance, is it positive so far since the four? It's still barely positive. We're 50p <laughs> up right now and we're loving it. So they've won 50p by listening to you. They've won 50p by listening to me. And listen, your pocket's a bit bigger for it. So you know exactly. what? Thank you're, me later. Thank me at the end of the season when we've got way more green ticks than uh, red crosses. This has been a week four edition of JoJo Sportsbook. Thank you so much for joining me and Cass we love you all and see you soon we're going to be filming at the bridge which is going to be very very exciting scenes rowdy vibes are always going to be there and you know looking forward to it and and come and say hi we always love it when people who listen to the show want to be interviewed please do always bring the vibes 100% and um, you know we'll sign autographs as well if you need yeah (laughs) yeah but follow us on could have gone pro Instagram (laughs) TikTok YouTube and see you guys next time love love